You are now listening to the Oliver Manley Show. This episode is brought to you by Reinvention Roadmap, and it's happening April 21st and 22nd. You can find more information about it at olivermanalise.com forward slash events. This is a weekend workshop that brings together the insights, tools, and processes that have led to profound growth and transformation for my clients over the past six plus years. This includes clients going from working in a grocery store to becoming a full-time rapper, going from a busy bee entrepreneur to traveling the world with a family of four for 10 months, going from survival mode to six figures in your business within a matter of months. So if you are looking for clarity, direction, and confidence in navigating a change in your life, your career, your relationships, you're trying to discover your purpose, I hope you consider checking out Reinvention Roadmap. For tickets and information, you can go to olivermanalise.com forward slash events. And as a fan of the show, use the promo code innertribe and save yourself some money on admission. Again, that's Reinvention Roadmap happening April 21st and 22nd. Go to olivermanalise.com forward slash events and use the promo code innertribe. This episode is also brought to you by Oliver's Picks. You can sign up for it at olivermanalise.com forward slash picks. Every single month, I devour a ton of content, be it articles, books, blogs, videos, podcasts, you name it. And I filter out the ones that I feel would create the biggest impact on your life for empowerment, growth, and insight. If you want to jumpstart to your month, if you want to add some jet fuel to your inner fire, sign up for Oliver's Picks at olivermanalise.com forward slash picks, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Oliver Manalise Show. If this is the first time you're tuning in, thank you so much for joining us. I'm truly honored to have you in your ears as part of this amazing conversation. Here we get a chance to talk to inspiring leaders of many kinds like authors, entrepreneurs, speakers, you name it, and we get an inside look at the adversity behind their triumphs. We take a look at the breakdowns that led to their breakthroughs. I believe that inside each and every one of these stories, there is a beauty and a truth and actionable insights that we could all apply in our lives and make a difference in our lives. Today, our guest is Ian Zabo. Ian is somebody who I've known for many years in the real estate world, and I've literally seen him grow and reinvent, reinvent himself over and over and over again. He's always been somebody that I looked up to. Had an absolute blast recording this. We actually recorded this in his infamous short bus. It's bright orange and completely decked out inside, and it's actually filled with the signatures of some pretty incredible people, including a man named Gary Vaynerchuk. He uh, hosts interviews in there, and he drives around North America spreading a message of hope. And if you don't know who Ian Zabo is, he is a real estate investor. He's an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker, and the founder of Short Bus Talks. He is the best-selling author of From Rentals to Riches and co-author of the book Fix and Flip. He's also a former member of the Canada Culinary Olympic team when he was 23 years old. And he also became head sous chef of Toronto's Elite Granite Club. In Ian's youth, he struggled with traditional schooling and he grew up believing he was unintelligent. And uh, actually, part of his story is going to and from school in a short bus. And he shares a little bit about that experience in the interview. Due to Ian's unrelenting drive and a ton of hard work, he uncovered his hidden talents and gifts like creativity, charisma, drive, relationship skills, and this all contributed to his success and continues to contribute to his success. 
Ian's latest venture, Shortbus Talks, is an opportunity for him to share his gift, share his message of hope, overcoming past conditioning, breaking your personal limits, discovering your gifts. And he does this driving around North America and speaking on stages to youth, to entrepreneurs, and also inviting some really uh, under, some underdogs, some entrepreneurs, some real incredible success stories into the short bus and recording some really, really open, vulnerable, and honest interviews himself. You can check out those interviews on Facebook. Short, Just look for Short Bus Talks. And uh, in our recording today, he talks about this crazy three-week span that he took in shutting down his house flipping business and his real estate sales business to go all in on short bus talks. He talks about the all the failures leading up to this point, like knowing for many years that this is what he was meant to do and just sticking around with the real estate, with the flipping and all of that for, for way too long. And, it was, and, it's, and it's this thing that he's been able to finally go all in and he shares about why that is and what it took for him to get to this point. He talks about the role of having some of the the, the best people around you to motivate you, to inspire you, to have coaches and mentors to help show you what's possible for you and, and, and people to believe in you. He talks about the struggles and the challenges that he's faced and had to overcome throughout his journey and so much more. Ladies and gentlemen, it was such a blast recording this. Honestly, we had a lot of fun and you can tell that there's a camaraderie there. We've known each other for many years and I hope you get to enjoy Ian's energy, Ian's story, Ian's rawness. And ladies, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Ian Zabo. Good morning, everybody. We are in the wonderful Whitby. Is that, is that the, the tagline? Wonderful Whitby? Yeah, it's kind of good. It's not. I don't know about wonderful, but it's... And we are in the short bus. <laughs> so if we are, I guess if people end up seeing it afterwards, they can give us a shout out. Say, say, say they, they tuned in afterwards. Yeah, I don't know. Jason Gaynard. Jason, what's up, bro? How you doing? Powerful. I seen your, I seen your video, bro, of your, of uh, your, you and your daughter. I didn't like it because it was the middle of the night, but I loved it. I got a new puppy <laughs> and I was, uh, I was in the middle of the night taking the puppy out, but I watched your video. I thought it was awesome, bro. Well done, man. Really well done. Okay, so what are we doing here, man? I've never had a podcast. I've only been on one podcast, I think. So yeah, so we're, so we're already running. We're already recording. We, right. got, we got the Facebook Live, so you get a little teaser of what the episode is going to be like. I saw the pop. Um, Thanks, bro. Sorry. <laughs> my, my ADD's kicking I just, I'm going to focus just, on you, man. I just heard about the pop. Yeah, pop's awesome. Freaking awesome, yeah. man. So um, let's just say Ian Zabo. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Oliver Manley Show. Thank you for having me, bro. It's a fucking pleasure, man. Remember Burrito Boys? You know that was like five years ago. I know, and that I was, was I was nervous. You were nervous. I was nervous to come out with you guys and have burritos. That was Reynolds to Riches days, back in the old days, man. Like we were, we had book giveaways, and that yeah, was awesome, man. It was good, and I appreciate the sport back then and now. It's crazy, dude. Absolutely, and, and likewise, man. I it's it's an honor to have you on. And uh, for people who don't know who you are, maybe they're tuning in here. They know who you are, I bet. But yeah, uh, for the people who are going to be just listening to the audio. You are the founder of Flip School. Yes. You are the <laughs> author of Reynolds Riches, which you can get a copy of for like $200,000 no. on Amazon. <laughs> That's actually, yeah, a really good story. And, and I wrote actually a book with Mark too, Fix and Flip, Mark Loeffler. Fix and Flip with Mark Loeffler. Yeah, my man that I owe a lot of, a lot of props to. Mark helped me out a lot. Mark actually played a huge role in my upbringing as well in the real estate business. How did like, he? 
I don't think no, I don't I don't really I haven't talked about the story actually, but he helped me start the Rent Busters. He helped me with with my rent to own business when I started many many years ago. So shout out yeah. to Mark. I haven't talked to him for a while. Mark, Mark, I, I owe him a lot of respect. Like he, he called me yesterday. He's like, "Don't get too big. Forget about me, man." I'm like, "Listen, dude. Like Mark is the guy that put me. Like I don't you don't you remember the old days of rain? I'm sorry, I'm screwing up your. Whole no, I'm just here, I'm right? just I'm just making sure we're we're, we're all okay. good. Yeah. So remember the early days of rain? Like Mark would like scout the door and he'd look for the newbies and he would just like attack you. Like <laughs> that guy looks new and he'd bring you over. Like, hey, I'm Mark. I'm a full time real estate investor. And then he kind of put me under his wing and what Mark does best, right? Some people don't understand who Mark really is. He's an awesome dude and he, he has a huge heart. And he, I was scared of like numbers, man. Like I'm horrible at math and I'm flipping houses and I don't know the numbers. So I partnered with Mark and he kind of helped me structure everything and, and make everything happen. I don't think I know that. Yeah, man. So like I had anxiety about numbers and I'm like, I used to sit there and when we had to do the numbers in, in rain. Like I would always screw up, and I would think like Dom was watching me, and I'm like, "Don't look at me, man! I'm gonna screw up all these numbers." Well, that that's yeah. the thing that stressed me up, stressed me out when yeah. I was working with him because he would help us find investors for our deals, and I remember yeah. like we would be really good at finding the rent-to-own deals, and then we partnered with him, and he mentored us and mm-hmm. helped find investors to buy our mm-hmm. investment deals. And then one day he asked me, he's like, like, yeah, so I found a good investor. Can you tell me what the cash flow is?" And I was like, "Oh, it's like four hundred dollars a month." Then he's like, like, he's like, like $400 a month. And I like my, I'm scared. I'm like 23 years old. Right. I'm just like, I could feel it on my stomach and my body, like how I felt back then. And he was just like, you want to get paid the big bucks? Yeah. You got to know the numbers. And that was like such a huge lesson. And I realized that if you're doing anything that involves investment capital, working with other people, like, and it's their future retirement and savings and things like that. And you also are going to be getting paid substantially well for doing that service. Yeah. You better freaking know to the penny what it is. Like, know, know the details. So, like, that's similar. It's it's funny you say that because he taught me, like, all the numbers. And, and then now he's like, you're full of shit. You know the numbers. You're just playing stupid with me, man. I know you know the numbers. Zavo's full of shit. He knows the numbers. He just pretends like he doesn't know now, right? So we're like negotiating. Like when we did the second book, we're negotiating the deal. And he's like, don't bullshit me. You know the numbers now. I know you know the numbers. Oh my God. So sorry, man. I hijacked so yeah, your shit. Yeah, so fix fix and flip. Yep. And for the people who are just listening to the audio, we are sitting in the shorty baby the short bus yeah hashtag short bus tell yeah. tell us a little bit about where we're at because people to like describe what what the, what what it is we are sitting in right here the so i went glory I went, of it <laughs> so it's it's been a long it's been a long journey um i i went to school in the short bus so like my friends were were people that were in the short bus that had learning disabilities or they uh had physical disabilities and i used to always question you know like i can I'm able body, but why am I, why am I in, in this bus? And, and I never, like, I thought I did something really wrong or I thought, I, I don't know. I used to beat myself up about it. And I still, I still have days that I, that I doubt in moments that I doubt what I'm doing. But I remember being in, you know, Philip McKernan, your man there from Ireland. I remember being in at one of his masterminds, Everest one and, and, uh, and his brilliant way of kind of ripping your spine out of the back of your head. <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> he said, why don't you just get a bus, Zabo? I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, what am I going to do with a bus? I don't care if you have to steal one, Zabo. You got to get a bus. Just go get one. Steal one. Rent one. Do whatever. And so I started, my old days, Flip School was the logo of a short bus. That's how it kind of started. 
And then the first couple events I did, I'd rent these little short buses. And then everyone was like, this is badass. This is pretty fun. So I bought my first bus and I did it completely wrong. I, I bought a bus used off Kijiji. I paid like two grand. And then I tried to cheap out and give it to another guy. And then oh. he ripped the whole inside apart. And then he was going to paint it for me because you can't have yellow. So, and then I got scared, to be honest. And I took like a year off and I went back in the bus. All of the inside of the bus was full of garbage and there was mice living in there. And he was yelling. Oh. I, he was like a 60-year-old Jamaican dude, and he was yelling at me, "You better move this bus!" And and I remember I got so like I got at that time I got so mad, like really mad. Where I'm like, you, I was with a friend of mine, like you need to take me away from here right now because like I was actually in tears, like like you wrecked my bus, dude. Like, but it was me. Like I self sabotaged myself. I, I I picked the wrong people. I bought the wrong bus. So then what I did was, after a couple more years. I started missing my bus and we tried to fix it and it wouldn't work. So I actually met with uh, Giovanni from Archangel and he was a big, big factor in, in my decision. And I met him for lunch and he was one of those guys that I was kind of intimidated to meet him, him and Jason Gennard as well. Like these guys are legends, right? So I was like nervous. I'm like, if I hang around these dudes, they're going to kick my ass and make me be who Ian should be. And I had lunch with Gio and he's like, what's going on with this bus? And I, I didn't have an answer. And I'm like, okay, it's, time to put my big boy pants on and the next day i went to the bus guy that i've been talking to for six months building a relationship with <laughs> because i'm like i'm not doing the same thing i did before and i just went there with cash and i bought it so it's been a crazy evolution because it's most people don't understand when i don't know how to really explain it properly but it's there's all these different emotions like you go from being the victim on the bus you go from sitting on this bus and I believe this bus carries energy of the people that were on it. Mm -hmm. But, and then the embarrassment of, you know, painting it orange, there's no hiding from that. You know, like I, I remember sitting down with my, my four year old daughter at the time, Brie. And I said, Brie, I'm thinking about painting the bus and I got a couple colors. I have white and, and I have black and, and I have orange. She goes, go orange, daddy. Yeah. Go orange. I'm like, but I'm scared to go orange because people are going to actually notice me. And she's like, it's okay. People will be okay with that. It's okay. Daddy do it. Wow. So, so to answer your question, a long-winded way, <laughs> my ADD is kicking in. I I created a bus that people want to come on before people hated the short bus. So we created a studio in here. We have a crazy roof rack, like a deck, sun deck. We got a furnace in here. We got a killer stereo system. I just have fun, man. It's like the best version of Ian. Oh, you know man. what I mean? It's like it feels like home in here. It is. It is my home. Like I like I've lived in this thing for like three the last three weeks, basically. <laughs> yeah, you drove all the way to Boulder. Like yeah. so, if people can imagine, like mm -hmm. just being able to to sit maybe like ten people in here yep. comfortably with a nice little table and awesome signatures from all the people who've come on the short bus for yeah. for short bus talks for your interviews, yep. which people have to look out for, and and then, this is your thing now. Yeah, like I'm not even sure how to explain what I do. And like people ask me, what do you do? And, and it's it's like, I don't know. Like I'm a bus driver. Like I drive around. I have a lot of fun. I meet I meet interesting people. And I think I think for people that are listening, the most important thing that, that I can probably offer in this this podcast is my buddy Paulo Traverso, he came to me one day and I do a lot of real estate stuff like flipping houses and selling houses and, and, and teaching seminars and stuff. But he said to me, I've heard enough about this bullshit about renovating and about fixing houses. He goes, I know for a fact if, if you're going to die in two weeks, you'd be in that bus with your family. You'd be driving around, having fun, helping people, laughing, joking around. 
And then this opportunity just came up with my friend Shauna with her event, Haste and Hustle. I'm like, what if I just press pause in, on all my businesses and I just finish the bus the way it's supposed to be finished, threw the money at it that I need to throw at it, and just, you know, thank God for my wife, Tanya, because this is not an, an easy thing for for a wife to sit back and, and watch, right? There's like, <laughs> it's like your husband's jumping out of a plane without a parachute. <laughs> you know what I mean? If like, it'll be okay, hon, I'll be good. Like, so, so you you going all in is actually a really recent thing. This has only been three weeks. Like, like everyone thinks this has been going on for a long time. It's literally been th- been three weeks. So I want I want us to we're sure. gonna get into it. I yeah. want us to back up because there are there there's this perspective of who you are. Yeah. And um, Ben Osterfeld, who was who was on the show, Ben's a ninja, just last week, and he's gonna be on next week. I love Ben. And uh, he, one of the things that he, sticks with me, what he says is, mm-hmm. your brand is the conversation that happens behind your back. I love that statement. And for you, the conversation that happens behind your back is like huge heart, giving, like mm-hmm. share, provides hope, but also a powerful human being. Like you're speaking, mm-hmm. you're helping people generate wealth. You've been in real estate. You've been in the, the investor world. You've created success as an author, as a chef, like in so many different arenas. Mm-hmm. You've been on TV. And I think it's so, so important, at least for me in the conversation that I want to have, is for us to just ground that in reality. Because I think it's just natural for us to look at the highlight reel of your life, like on Facebook, and see you on stage and be like, wow, Ian's got it together. He's got it figured out. He has a handle on everything. And and he's he's success. Like, we look look up to him. And uh, we definitely do. But I, I think it would be so interesting to peel back sure the layers of the onion to find out what's really going on behind the scenes like what kind of what kind of challenges has ian had to go through Mm -hmm. um i think maybe to start because you this this literally just happened (laughs) i think it'd be interesting just to point out like what was the low light of that the highlight is no i spoke on stage yeah you share so what 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 point would you like me to start at because i can give you a low light from like 41 years ago so go go where you feel in your heart you you so i i think I think the biggest thing is being a guy that struggled in school your whole life and then having success in real estate, it's really hard to kind of walk away from that. Do you know what I mean? And, and I'm in the process of not walking away but redefining what I do in that. So if I, if I go back to being a chef, the biggest, the biggest skill that I've ever learned is empathy. I, I learned that my friends on this bus, they don't have able-bodied legs, that I'm pushing them around and, and people are picking on them, spitting on them. I learned that it's my opportunity or my, I shouldn't say opportunity. It's my, it's a privilege. It's my privilege to serve them. Right. So I learned to serve people and I learned if I, if I wanted to fit in with the cool kids, then I'd have to act like the cool kids. And if I wanted to hang out with, with the nerds, I had to act like a nerd. So I, I learned, I learned like no respect, no disrespect to nerds, but I had, I had to learn how to adapt and feel people. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I had to, to meet people at their at their own level. Yeah, so like being the class clown because I was brutal at school. I learned how to distract the teacher so they didn't know I couldn't read and write very good so they could pass my tests, right? Like I and I applied that skill, so my disability of not being able to focus and read and being on the short bus, when I turn that around, it's it's the biggest it's the biggest gift that I have because I can relate with almost everybody. Hmm. So, being a chef for 15 years and being on Team Canada, the Olympic culinary team, I wasn't the best chef by far, but I was able, I was able to communicate with the people and work with them. And when I was a chef, I was able to build teams 
So I'm like, that guy's strong at this, and that guy will break at this point. And, and that particular dude, he's okay by himself, but I need to spend some hours with him to get his confidence up. So I'm really good at building small teams. So when people said, when you stepped away from being a chef, that, that's really crazy. It, it's completely different. But if you dissect it down, no one wants to eat two by fours, right? Like as a renovator. But if you look at the people that are, that are chefs and the people that are contractors, they're the same people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't fit in a box. They're, they're misfits. They're different. They, they, they don't, they don't comply to, to the normal society. If, if I was going to tell you, you're going to work 14 hours a day and get paid for eight. Most people are like, are you out of your mind? But for a chef, but that's what they do. They're an artist. Yeah. They're feeding. They're feeding their 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 soul. So, I think the main thing that people need to see there's a big dark side behind that. And you and yeah, I was on stage with 2,500 people. That's the first time I've ever done that. Okay, that was, I was the first time I wasn't nervous. So like that that was the first talking event that I went to that I was like I was nervous. I had butterflies, but I didn't feel like I was gonna throw up. I didn't feel like um, I couldn't do it. I didn't feel like I was gonna back out of it. Like Dude, I, I, I felt like, yeah. I, I think I told you afterwards, like, I, I had my eyes welling up in yeah. tears, imme- like, immediately. And I think it's it's not even just what you said, but, like, just you stand, like, you being the stand that you were there, just, like, yeah. it just represented so much. And I think that's what really moved me. Because I was just like, Ian is in his gift now. Like, really, really in his gift. Like you could just sense it and feel it. It it was. I've never felt. I, I never felt that way in, in my life, and and you know I'm not used to having people come up to me and ask me to sign books and take pictures. Like I like with with flip school and, and the real estate game. Yeah, I'm used to that. But when you're, we had a security guide outside of the bus. You know, like literally, <laughs> because people were trying to get in, and and you know I had like some anxiety around that, and I I'm still trying to process the whole thing. But I know my biggest gift is empathy. And I, I'm just going all in on it. I don't know where this bus is going to take me. I, 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 I didn't know if I stood on stage if I'd break down and start crying. And I almost did. If you've watched several times, I almost, you know, my wife's there. and my, my parents were there. My parents have never seen me talk in front of people before. So for them, it was like I called them and I would never want them there. I'd like, no, I don't come to this speaking event for real estate. But then I'm like, you know what? This is who Ian is and why don't you come? And my dad's like, are you sure? Like, uh, you're going to be nervous. I'm like, well... I'm going to be nervous, but I think, I think you need to be part of this. It's so, it's so interesting to see like your chef working with food, renovating houses, flipping houses, mm-hmm. working with your hands. Someone would, would imagine, but, but really behind that, it's been you working with the people around it. Like it's you yeah. connecting and seeing what's possible within each individual. And then what would the synergy be with those people together? It seems, it seems like that's what, what has actually been developing over the years for you. You're hundred percent dead on. And it, it, it may look like it's something different from the outside, but it's, it's not, it's, I'm just recreating what I learned on the short bus in many different ways and mm. with no real rules. So if you notice, like my first job was a chef for 15 years, there's really no rules. Like I was, I was the executive sous chef at, at the Granite club when I was 20 years old. You know, like I lived in Italy for four months in Treviso where I couldn't speak oh. the language, but I could communicate with people just by the way they looked and by their hand movement. And that's why I talk with my hands because I'm like part walk now, right? <laughs> it's always like <laughs> so this. Like, eh, give me some food. Where's my pan? You know what I mean? But, but I think I'm just going all in on, on, on who I really am and, and I'm not scared to do it anymore. It's, mm-hmm. I'm not making 
I used to make excuses and, you know, I don't know. I just, I used to downplay, I used to downplay how important that, that is. And, mm -hmm. and I'm just, I'm going all in on it now. So like as a, if, if I was just like some outsider sure. who's, who's just seen you kind of like mm -hmm. as a bystander, you know, like yeah. as an author speaking on stage, you mm -hmm. know, expertise in real estate and all that, they might, they might look at it and be, be saying to themselves, well, that's easy for Ian. You know, he's already built all this yeah. success. So let, let me, he's built success as yeah. a realtor, as an investor. Like yeah. for for him to go all in on his dream, like he like he built all this stuff, and then now yeah. he can. No, like I, I can't. I, I can't do that. So let so let me go back. So I always knew that I wanted to help more than one person at a time, but I had this deep fear of reading in public or or speaking in public because the kids used to laugh at me and throw shit at me and excuse me, call me names and stuff. So I'm like, how can I get over this fear of standing on a stage? I wrote. I wrote this book. I told him no several times because I'm like, you're calling the wrong dude. I can't write no book. Like, I don't know who you think I am, but I can't write no book. And so Xander stepped up and said, you know, I'm going to help you write it. And he helped me write both books, Xander Robertson, which is a solid dude. But Beautiful human. He's amazing, right? Like he actually, the first time I seen my thoughts on paper, which most people can do that, I think. Oh. I've never seen my, like I was sitting there crying, like, like, why are, you, oh. why are you asking me to write a book? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a guy that went to school in the short bus. Like your inner world kind of my, extracted what I think, into an... Uh, yeah, like what I... I would, I, I'm not able to put my thoughts on paper. So he extracted... He would interview me and extract the thoughts. But then then what happened is everyone's like, we, wanna, we want you to, to teach. I'm like, I can't teach. I suck at school. Like, how am I going to teach you anything? So, like, I went to counseling. I went to psychologists. I went to uh, psychotherapy. I, I went... I went, I got hypnotized so that I could learn to stand on a stage and, and, and not almost want to just die. So like, you know, six months ago I was depressed working, working in a flip that I'm working on. And I thought, I thought it was a smart idea for me to do renovations because that's my past. That's, that's what I'm supposed to be good at. So like, I'm literally mudding walls like three months ago, like no joke. I'm sweeping floors. I'm picking up lumber. I'm, I'm driving around in my truck. No, no. And like. And in my head, I know I can, I can be coaching people through flip school. I can be helping people in their relationships. And, but I'm like, no, I'm Ian's a piece of shit. He should just be doing, putting up drywall. Like, and that's, that's the truth. Like, so like, I'm just, I'm just grateful. I built up the courage and I have, you know, a good support system. And, uh, it was more or less an opportunity because mm -hmm. I've been in positions where, where I can help people. But Shauna really stepped up and she was like, she didn't put the roadblocks. You know what I mean? She didn't say, here's the rules that you have to abide by. She's like, huh. you, you think you think you can help um, at-risk youth? You think you can you can sell tickets? Go nuts. Like at some points, I'm sure she was like, I've lost my mind. This 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 guy's out of his freaking <laughs> mind. <laughs> right? But but she didn't she didn't block me in. She just she just said, do what you think you need to do. And and I just I just ran with it. So she gave you the freedom. To just be you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of other things that like to go down to dig down. Like I used to drink a lot. I'm an alcoholic. I mm -hmm. five years, this, this October is five years. That I so quit. like, I th so, so I think Sorry. that's, I think that's a huge, yeah. like that's a huge accomplishment. And I, I, what I feel like I think people need to really get is that even if you reach, you achieve certain milestones in your life, mm -hmm. there's things from your history from your wounds that just they will continue to be present like you can't oh yeah it doesn't like, sound like you you've solved up. it or no. fixed it it's like it's there 
and you're able to act and you're able to show up even though it's there. You're able to decide even though it's there. Like, sometimes we have to just accept that, okay, perhaps this is for the rest of my life. I will feel this fear or anxiety. I hope I do. I, I, I'm grateful that I do. Why? Because it, it makes me better. It, it, it's, it's the insecurity that it's the Ian's a piece of shit and he doesn't know what he's doing and no one gives a crap about Ian. It's, it's, it's that what makes me push past what I'm expected to do. It's, it's that, you know, like I, th- I watched the, the Lady Gaga, uh, doc. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like that chick. I have problems too. Right. <laughs> like, like, what am I going to do? I have just as many problems as she does, but the insecurity the Ian is no good. The, the Ian is, is a dumb kid that can't read and no one should listen to him. You should be putting drywall up in someone's house right now. That's the fuel. Like that's, that's the abuse, the, the alcoholism, the, the struggling in school, the failure, whatever you want to call it. I take that shit. I bundle it up. And that's my fuel. I put that in my gut and I run with it. For you, for you, it's fuel. Yes. Because there's easily two paths when it comes to coming face to face with that with that re- inner reality mm-hmm. that you're dealing with. And one of them is, I'm never going to get anywhere. Like, yeah. I, like I'm a victim. And, and, and honestly, I don't think anyone would feel bad, would, would say that that was wrong. They would be like, you know what, based on what your past is and what you've gone through, we totally get it. Like you sitting back and not, you know, and, and feeling like a victim, like we totally get it. I think we would accept it. Yeah. And, and that's, but I think that's all, that's a choice. And then it sounds like for you, there's something inside of you that has you realize that there's another choice. Like this could actually be fuel. This could be motivation for me. Yeah. Like what, what do you think that is? Is there, was there an example of that? I I think that, excuse me, the best, the best way to, I believe that you can die and be reborn. Like I believe you can kill who you are today and you can start over. I've done it five, six times. And, and I just, I'll give you the alcohol thing. So I, I'm the party guy. I used to be the, the guy that would, you know, do the 40, 50 pounds ago. The, 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 yeah. Yeah. I used to chug the beers. They call me three sip. I could chug a beer in three sips. Like I was a party guy. Like I used to, I used to get energy from that, but then it turned into, I was drowning my empathy because that's weak. If, if you care about people and you're a man, that's weak, right? Like mm. you shouldn't, you shouldn't be, you should be strong. You should be, I should have bigger arms. I should be, I should be more masculine. And it, I started drowning that down. And then I realized I woke up one morning and, and me and my wife, we, uh, we've, we've had some trouble with fertility and we weren't supposed to have kids. We have two beautiful daughters now, which is the best thing that's ever happened in my life. And I remember waking up being hung over and, and I'm like, you know, I would have given my left arm to have a kid six months ago. Now I'm drunk and I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping in and, and my wife's taking care of my daughter and I should be up and I begged for this and I prayed for this. And who the hell am I to do this? Not just to myself, but to my wife and to my daughter. Like that's insane. So I said, what kind of husband would I be if I didn't drink? What kind of man would I be if I didn't drink? And I started asking myself these questions. I've never been to AA. I've never been to a meeting. I just, I woke up one morning and I said, that's, I looked in the mirror and I was 60 pounds heavier than I should be. And I was miserable. And I said, I'm going to quit today. I didn't even tell my wife. Like I didn't tell anybody. I just, and my wife goes by like three weeks and Tanya's like, you didn't have any beer. Like there's no beer. Like, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm not drinking anymore. So I just, I set goals or expectations that are of myself. And when if I, my biggest thing is I look in the mirror and do I look happy? 
Like does this like yeah, I got bags in my eyes because I haven't slept in a couple of weeks and I'm 42 years old this year. So shit's not the same as it used to be. But I just I look in the mirror and I'm like, do I like that guy? What do I need to do to like that guy more? And and I I don't have it all figured out, dude. Like I I still got lots of shit going on, like lots of problems. I I want to know like what like what I okay, so I believe that when we see a contrast then we can see there's another possibility another possibility there's another way mm-hmm. you know like if if you're surrounded by people who are let's say like who are contractors and they're always working and they're always yeah. having conversations they take breaks and they have lunch and they have smokes and yeah. they have these conversations then all of a sudden you bring in a completely different human being right like someone who's a speaker someone who's an entrepreneur someone who writes yeah. books and you bring them into the conversation like i bet that those people in that, you know, who are the contractors hanging out to be like, Oh, whoa, that's possible. You know, like yeah. they, they get that contrast. Yeah, so I'm interested, like for, for you, what, what do you see? Because it sounds like you're doing this like on your own, you're looking at yourself in the mirror, but yeah. what, where do you get the contrast to be like, okay, there's, there's a better me out there somewhere. Like, well, I, I, are there examples yeah. from your life? Or? I, I think it started when I was, I started out, after I was a chef, I worked with my father for a bit and I, I created a company called PLP contracting and it stands for poverty line painters. And my goal, my goal, I, st- I, I just shut it down a couple of years ago, but my goal is to come to get to the poverty line. Like that's how low, you were that's, bo- that's how low my self esteem was. I was like, I want to make the poverty line. Like that was my goal. That was the ceiling. Like I want to make it so that I actually can pay my bills. And, um, I met Philip, Philip McKernan, right? And and mm. and I seen him speak at, at a rain event, and I'm like, that guy is empathetic, but he's powerful. I'm like, how can I? I yes. drank away my empathy. How can I be powerful and empathetic? Because I looked at that guy, and I'm like, that guy's emotional, but he's strong. He's on the stage. People are talking to him, and I and I looked at him, and I'm like, I don't know what it has. To, I have to do to be around a guy like that. And at the time, I had no money, right? Like I went on my line of credit, and I I took. I don't know, it was five or 10 grand. And I just sent it to him. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? He, he didn't know. I said, I'm, I'm in, I don't play around. Right. Like I'm in, like, I think I was a second client. Like, like he just decided that he was going to do this coaching thing. And he's, he's like, I'm like, he's like, I'll send you the bank info. And he didn't expect me to send it. I think, I think I sent him 10 grand. I'm like, I'm like, here you go, man. And my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I need to be around guys like that. Right. And so, so Philip's been a, a wow. huge, yeah, huge driving force. Okay. So seeing him, seeing his energy, it was like, whoa, I've never seen that before. I've never, seen, I've never seen that combination before. Yeah. And I, and maybe that broke you open to be like, there's another way. Like, mm-hmm. there's another way to living. Okay, Absolutely. Awesome. And, and there's other, like, rock stars out there, like Jason Gennard and, and Gio. And I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, like I didn't even want to. I, yeah, they've been reaching out to me for years saying, hey, dude, why don't you come to our event? I'm like, I can't. Like, I'm a short bus dude. I can't hang out with you guys. Like, this is not right. You know what I mean? So like, no, and I've talked to them directly, right? If you're watching, I've, I've talked to them directly and I've apologized. I'm like, I didn't, I'm not trying to like stuff you and say like, you know, I'm not responding to them. Like, like I'm better than them, but it's like, I'm intimidated by you guys. Like, mm. but I think now I'm at, I'm at a point where it's like, I understand them more and not like I want to be like them, but I'm like, they're examples of, of people that are, I'd say it's different in society and they've stepped out and, and gotten into a different lane mm-hmm. and, and ran with it. And I, I'm just trying to find my own lane, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find my own track. Wow, man. <laughs> well, it's, it's so like, it sounds like somehow all of the challenges, all of the struggles and 
and all of the self-worth mm-hmm. stuff. Um, we like, better shut like this off, go. or everyone's going to get all this good stuff, right? Yeah, you guys got to tune in. You guys got to tune into his show, Oliver. See ya. The Oliver Manley Show on iTunes or whatever podcast, yeah. or you can go to olivermanalise.com slash show. Look for the Ian Zombo episode. We'll see you there. Take care, guys. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I want to drop everything here. <laughs> so, like, um, I think that so much of it culminated to, like, to get you to the point where you're 42 years old and you sounds like you own it. I own it now, Like, yeah. you are... It took you all of the struggle and suffering... And breaking through all of it to get to the point where now, like, like you when you're on stage, man, I felt like you freaking own this now. Yeah, like I, I've always wanted to do that talk. Like I've always wanted people to hold hands, and 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 I even screwed that up royally. But like, <laughs> like everyone stood up for people that didn't see it. Everyone stood up and asked everyone to hold hands and, and close their eyes. And I said, "There's people in this room that are suffering, that that don't have hope, that feel broken, that maybe concerned because they're overweight or they." They have, a, they have something they're worried about. And I just want you to send them hope and love. And the part that I forgot was to tell everyone to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we were, we were still standing up. And so, people, people were like, like looking around. Okay, what's going other, on? Like, this, this guy's yeah. like a witch doctor, right? He's making everyone. And I'm like, no, it looks good for the photos, right? Everyone's standing. No, I, I totally, like I was nervous. And I, I just kind of went in my zone. But Oh, yeah, you kept going. I just kept going. And I'm like. And I was like, we forgot to sit down. But people are laughing. <laughs> right? They're like, that's funny. Like, that was pretty funny that we were standing up. But. I think when you go into something knowing that you think you're going to die, like I literally said, if I die in three weeks, I'm going to be happy. I'm doing every single thing that, that I can possibly fit into this next three weeks that I wish I could do. And I just did it. And people were like, the response has been overwhelming. Like, to be honest, where I'm meditating three times a day. I don't usually meditate. Wow. Because my nerves are like, like yeah, you my got the inbox. diffuser going on. I got on the diffuser for my hippie, hippie girl, <laughs> hippie girl, buy her, buy her stuff. They're good. Um, but it's, I'm just, I'm focusing on the number one thing is, is, is my confidence and I'm protecting my confidence. And I think in the past I've dipped my toe in these waters where you'll see me do a whole whack of videos and I'll do the short mm-hmm. bus stuff and then I'll be like, I can't do that. And then I disappear for months on end and I get into a depression and I get beat myself up. And, and now I've just, thankfully I've had some good conversations with Tanya my wife and, and it's like, I need to be selfish in a way that. It's so new. I, I just need to. I need to. I need to just create space for myself. And and Steve's been with me for two weeks. And he, and and the reason he's with me, I'm like, listen, I need you to make sure that I'm, I'm Ian. And the minute the minute I go off wow. track of Ian, you need to step up and say, shut your mouth and sit down and go meditate. And he does it. Like I used to be his mentor. Wow. Right. So I'm like, and dude. Now he's now he's helping me. Right. So I I would be like, Steve, you let me know. And he's like, dude, you're going to some negative shit. You better go back and like we're driving to Colorado. He's like, you better go meditate. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Like now, now that's the corner. Now, that's now, like, now, now, I got, corner. now I got a man likes my wife. Now, like, what's going on here? I got a man that's like my wife, right? Oh so, my God. but no, I, I'm like, I need to position myself, like internally, to deliver exactly what Ian's meant to deliver. Like to be truly you. So I, I want to slow slow down yeah. here because I think I think it's important for people to really really get the fact that um, what might get overlooked is actually over the last couple of years the relationships you've built so so huge because that has yeah. been because you talk about like 
having yeah. structure and having people to call you out like that. Yeah. And then you going through some of these dark times, but you have like, you have a support network of, of human beings. And I think like who you've been over the years and how you've interacted. Um, I think it's important. Like, can you, can you talk a little bit about that and, and the role that it's like now that you're maybe, you know, hindsight's 2020, yeah. you look back now, like how that has all supported where you are right now and what you're trying to accomplish the years and years of building some, some quality relationships with people. Yeah. It's, that's a great question. I think I know that I wouldn't allow those relationships in like Jason Gaynard and Gio. I pushed those guys away, right? Those guys reached out to me and said, Hey, come to my event. And I wouldn't even respond. Like I'm better. Like I'm sure they thought this guy's a complete asshole. Like he's not <laughs> responding to me. Like we talked to thousands of people that want to come here and you're not even responding. You're an asshole. Right. But I, I've talked to both of them and I think I didn't, I felt that I didn't deserve to be their friends. You know what I mean? Like I, I felt like ashamed to like, how can I live up to that expectation? I'm going to be the weird guy in the group. Like yeah. I still notice when people look at me, I, I know they think at the first impression, they're like, this guy's kind of out there. Right. And, and I just <laughs> run with it now. But I, but to answer your question, I think the most important thing I've done is it allowed them to come in. You know what I mean? You consciously, I, I've like, like opened yourself up. I'll give you an example. Like Kathleen Black. She's like a big deal. Like she teaches all the high end realtors and, and we we're, I met her at a cottage situation and I've known her for years. But then when I interviewed her on the bus and she gave all this great information, I feel comfortable going to her now and asking for advice on my stuff. So I, I want to ask her advice before I'd be scared to talk to her. But now I'm like, you know what? You got your shit to get way to, together. Like in, 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 in event space, like I'm good live, but I have no structure. So I'm like, I need to lean on her for structure. Mm. And, and I want to show her all my stuff and my content. So I think it's, it starts out with believing that people want to be your friend, like allowing, yeah. allowing the right people in. Cause I have lots of friends that are not my friend. They're my friends when I was drinking. They're my friends when we'd go party. They're my friends when they needed something and needed support from me in. But I wouldn't allow that back. You know what I mean? It was a one-way street with me. It was, it was Ian will give all of her everything. You give. Ian will give Starbucks everything. Ian will give the homeless guy everything, but I won't accept anything back. And now I'm in, I'm in the process of allowing it to come in. That's been the learning for you. The learning is allowing to accept that I'm worth being Oliver's friend. Not that it's, I'm grateful that Oliver will listen yeah. to me. Well, that's the far, that's the far extreme of empathy. Like yeah. when you're when you're really really empathetic, you're constantly giving, and I think when you're a little bit more balanced, it's allowing that empathy back, like allowing 100%. to re allowing yourself to to receive it. That's 100%. I think that's a huge huge lesson, man. That's amazing, and I think I think what I also hear is like you, um, you've done there, there's there's something that you've done, and, and part of it is definitely you know working with someone like Philip. Yeah is to develop some self-knowledge like you to know yourself because you're saying like okay i need structure so i need kathleen's help like i'm great live i'm great at speaking and here's all my stuff but there's other elements that i'm not going to be able to do like to, for me to be ian i gotta have you know i gotta have somebody wash my back and make sure that, I, that i'm being ian yes like so you're like here's my strengths here, here's who i am like you know you're self-aware yes and you're self-aware and humble enough to be like okay these other people mm -hmm. Hey, how can like how can like how could I learn from you? What could I learn from this person? And you go out and ask them the questions, and, and get and get the information. That's that's huge. I think that's important. It's very it's very huge for me because it's 
I thought people would laugh at me and make fun of me like the Sherpa stuff. So like I built great businesses that are like million plus businesses, but the problem is, is they're not sustainable. They're not sustainable because it's all Ian. Ian does the marketing. Ian does the sales. Ian does the live events. Ian You're the, the flow the through. Side. Everything flows through you. Right? So it's, it doesn't serve me. So now like restructuring everything I'm doing, I'm building teams, teams of people that, you know, like Carol, Carol's a good example. She stepped up at the, at the event and, and took care of the event. And she's a strong, powerful woman. I need a strong, powerful woman on my team. I need someone that's going to kick my ass. She's, she's <laughs> tough. She'll kick my ass. Right. I, before I wouldn't want that, but now I'm like, no, I want a strong woman on my team. I want guys like Steve on my team because he's not scared to Steve chase me for six months to work with me and i told him no 50 times easy <laughs> you're turning people yeah. away no before i was turning away he's like i want to work with you i'm like no dude i don't work with people i work by myself because i don't want people to see who ian really is this was like three wow. years ago so now steve is helping me figure out who ian is and how he can protect me from myself basically like he, he, like i've he's been with me he's been i'm like since when the hell does Steve become the voice of reason in my bus? Like, what the hell is going on around here, right? But it's, it's, it's knowing that I have. It's a shame that I've created all this good content, and I put it in a drawer, and I'm ashamed of it. It's time to open that drawer, and bring it all out, and have the right people help me structure it so that people can learn from it. Because the only reason I created Flip School in the books is, was to help people like myself. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then I got depressed and, and so I'm really proud. I'm more proud that I can delegate now. I'm, I'm more proud about delegating. I'm more proud about building the teams and, and I'm really good at building the teams, but I've never done it for Ian. I've done it for everybody else. I've never done it for Ian. So I, I think you, you pointed out something so massive here. It's like <laughs> you being for anyone able to, who, and for anyone to be able to build a business let's say it requires getting support from other people it means being humble enough to say i can't do this by myself i need better people who who are better at things that i'm not good at and i think what you like what you just alluded to was like wait if i do that i have to let them see me yeah like to be fully seen as who i am like what my challenges are, what my struggles are, like me making mistakes, like or whatever it is, the the guilt and the shame and the wounds that are behind, you know, that that are behind this. You can easily hide behind the computer screen, right? Like you could yeah. easily hide behind it. But it sounds like for us to be able to do that, it's like you have to risk putting down the armor, let people see me, and then there together we can create something cool. I think you're you're dead on it, and it started with. This whole adventure with the at-risk youth where people were seeing these these videos there's if you go back and watch the videos there's aggressive ian there's mad ian there's victim ian in those videos you can dissect them all down but if you see the new ones it's just empathy and it's like i really don't know what i'm doing here but i know i need to do something and i think when you put your hand up and say i'm not really sure what to do but i'm willing to put it all on the line and do it yeah and you look behind and you start you see one person follow and then you see two follow it and then at the event, we had like three to 400 people in this bus. And that was like, I was like, what the hell is going on here? You know what I mean? And and to be honest, you, there's all kinds of new challenges that come around with that. Because I want to help out everyone. Everyone that messaged me, I want to speak at their event. And everyone that says, hey, I used to ride the short bus. I, I want to help them. So I have this new challenge of 
making yourself available, like yeah. sharing sharing yourself. Like that's what you're doing here. Yeah. Like you're you're like, hey, I'm willing to share myself. I am more and more and more. And and it's, I would do it temporarily before, and now I'm building the structure so that I can continue to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, where I go for massage and I have diffuser on and, and i have i was just about to ask yeah. like like what's what's happening behind the scenes like and also maybe mm. because it's so early on like what are you thinking about now to to be able to support this level of availability to people because you have a family yep you have a puppy yeah you have, have two beautiful you know, daughters and a beautiful wife i and and their support is like i can't imagine being on the other end of it like and 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 to be fair I'm not sure I would allow it to happen. And that's that's just being 100% honest. Like my wife is a very special woman and I met her when I was 16 and she's she's always had my back, right? So like the the courage that she has is way bigger than the one the courage that I have. Like to watch your husband buy a short bus and have no idea what the hell he's going to do with it and then she's <laughs> like she's like a super smart woman. She's she's like, "You know what most people do, Ian, right?" I'm like, "No." They're like she's like they build a plan, they go to the bank, they figure out how to finance it. Then they figure out how to build a business. Then they go buy the bus. I said, yeah, but if I did that, I wouldn't do it because I'd be too scared. So I bought the bus. They do it backwards. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I forget your question. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so because you're making yourself yes. so available yeah, you're, and you're sharing, you're yeah. sharing yourself. You're letting people see you so much more. So, um, like, what are you putting into place behind the scenes to support that? Because you can't, like, yeah. you can sprint for a short while. For a short while, yeah. I believe that. You can't sprint for a long time because it comes at a cost. Yep. Health, well-being, family, relationships. Yeah, I'm I'm delegating a lot. I'm I'm spending a ton, like two hours a day meditating. Like, I used to sleep eight nine hours a night. I'm sleeping four hours a night now. What, what kind of meditation? I just listen to actually Spotify. We'll get to, Spotify. The, we'll get to the sleep after. Yeah, the Spotify. <laughs> I'm just listening to Spotify. You know, on my headset, and, okay. and I wake up. It, it sounds really weird, but I have like just in the middle of the night, I have like tears of joy. Like, like you just wake up. I wake up and I'm crying and I'm not sad, but I'm I'm just I'm so grateful and it's like this wow. victim and negativity and 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 there's a there's there's, there's things that are coming out of me right like this this negativity and being a victim and it, it, it's just coming out and purging purging go, out of your I'm body. I'm going for like it, it sounds bad, but I, I go for tans because I hate the cold. Right? I'm, I'm depressed, and I know it's why not, does it sound bad. It's awesome. People are like you're gonna get skin cancer, but I'd rather have skin cancer than to be depressed. Yeah. yeah so like I go you. for tans. I I go for foot massages, which is one of my favorite things to go for. I love I go, it. I go for massages. Um, I like being outside, so I go for a lot of walks. And now I have this puppy. I'm so excited to be going on hikes, but. Do you, do you do any uh, exercise, workouts, I used yoga, to, or anything? I haven't. I do a lot of stretching now. Okay. But. You know, I've made tons of excuses lately of why I can't run. I love running. Um, so I've, I've started implemented bike ridings, and i got to show you these You can bikes. run with your puppy. You haven't seen these crazy bikes we have. See that suitcase there? There's like a bike in there. Oh, shit. So we got, yeah, we have this crazy sponsorship. So we so we have these bikes now that 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 are really, they look like choppers, and they fold up. And we, we rolled, it's a long story. I don't know if we have time to talk about it here. But. <laughs> so like, so you're, you're so you're, delegating you're finding as many opportunities as possible to my, to take care of yourself like are you are you like no, thinking about diet nutrition yeah like i because we're on the road so much with the bus like booster juice is oh one of the God. major stops so it's right so we get uh usually a green hornet which is like the fruit juice and extra spinach and i always get a wheat double wheatgrass shot and a uh, lemon ginger shot it's but your sleep your sleep you're, I'm you're not getting sleeping. four hours. i sleep four hours a night 
I used to sleep eight or nine. I think I was. Do you think that's? I think I was sustainable just, where you're at. I think five is sustainable. <laughs> but I, I, I'm just I'm running off of like heart excitement. And it's not like I'm heart. tired. My wife's like, "You look tired." I'm like, "I probably look tired, but I'm not. <laughs> but I'm not like internally tired. Like you know, when you're tired, you're like, I don't need to go to bed." I'm like, I don't want to go to bed. I I want to keep, you know, I want to keep doing social media stuff. I want to, like, people that are reposting my stuff, I feel obligated to send them videos, right? Like, I yeah. did the video for you. I'm like, doing a text or, like, hey, thanks, Slower. man. Feels feels like such a, like a downplay. <laughs> downplay to a video, right? It's like, I think the next best thing to face-to-face is it video. Is. And, and if you're putting your you hand You just did up, one this morning. Yeah, yeah, and if you're putting your hand up and saying, hey, Ian, I want to... I want to chat with you and thanks for, for allowing me to come do the podcast. I'm like, dude, thank you. Are you kidding me? Like, like this is my pleasure to, to sit down with you and, and, and to chat. So why wouldn't I want to give you more empathy and give you more love and, and boost yeah, you up? Man. My man, Joey Ragona, he's doing an event. Oh my God. You know, God. Joey's a yeah. legend. Yeah. He's always had on my back. So I'm like, I'm coming to your event, dude. And I'm <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Right? I'm like, no, I'm coming to your event. Like, I got your back. Dude. Okay. So, um, so, because this is all recent, yeah. I think people need to understand really what does that actually mean. Because just a couple months ago, you were, you know, yeah. like you were working Depressed. on a house. Depressed. I was putting up drywall. Man. You're putting up drywall, and then you know, you're like you have a, your real estate license. You yeah. have your business. Like, like tell us what, like, what does that all look like logistically the right scenes? now? Because I think a lot of people are j- just on the cusp of their next major reinvention yeah and they're gonna they're, they're ready to like let an old part of themselves die yep so they could be reborn into the next thing and there's a lot of fear of like letting go of a good thing if you kept riding this wave for the next 20 30 years yeah. you can be on top of the world financially materially sure what, whatever what, you know, whatever you want but it wouldn't fill your heart it doesn't seem like so tell us what your there's a momentum that you are just stopping yeah, because you're reinventing yourself. What does it look like? Like, the what are you letting is, the businesses behind? Yeah, what are you letting go of? And so, what, what what's the what are you what are the what's the process? So the the process three years ago, I'll try to go back a little bit, but the process three years ago was I was trying to get my real estate license because it was just a goal that I wanted. Even though I had two best selling real estate books, I didn't think I could pass the test. So I passed the test. It took me like two years. I failed so many times, but it kind of took me off track. You know, like the guy, the Ian that would drive around in his Jeep and, and buy buy houses and fix them up and teach people how to do it. I kind of threw that away and I was like, I was even like three years ago, I was like, I don't need my Jeep, even though I love my Jeep. Like I have a truck now, I'm selling it next week, I'm buying a Jeep. I'm done with this shit, right? Going like, back. Going back to my Jeep. I'm a Jeep guy, right? I'm a short bus guy and a Jeep guy. Yeah. So, so I'm like, I sold my Jeep to buy a high-end Audi. And then I buy a Rolex and then I buy like friggin' sport jackets and I'm trying to be Scott McGilvery here, right? I'm like, give me a break. Like there's enough clowns walking around trying to be like Scott McGilvery. Like, no, like I'm serious and I'm not, I'm not trying to be negative, but it's, it, it's Scott McGilvery. I'm sure he's a great guy. But what I'm trying to say is I was trying to be somebody I'm not. Yes. And, and, and I, and I sold 50, 60 houses a year. I was number two in Canada in Keller Williams, right? In the summer of 2016, I was miserable. Like I was miserable. Wow. I was depressed. Like, so I thought that was success. I threw away my baby flip school. I threw it away oh. and I traded it for money and I traded it for fame and instant success. And I'm the realtor with my face on the sign. So I do 
anywhere from five to ten flips a year. Um, I had a renovation company that I've shut down yesterday, which is insane. I hired I hired a full crew to take over my most recent flip, and my friend Vishal, he's like, "You're not coming to the house." Like, wow! I said, "What do you mean I'm not coming to the house?" He's like, "You're gonna write a check to this guy. It's a buddy of mine, and he's gonna do the reno, and you're not coming to the house. You need to do what you're doing." He's like, like he actually—he's wow. a realtor. He's a builder. He he's looks, a boy, man. He stepped up and like, he's like, he's like, you're not coming to this house. We're changing the lockbox code. You're not coming. Geez. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm the Reno dude here. Like, I've been doing Renos for 18 years. What are you talking about? He's like, no. So I'm writing a check, and the guy's doing doing my Reno. Oh like, this is how God. how much I'm invested in it. My trucks, my trailers, all my tools. I'm selling. There's going to be a fire sale next week. Everything I own, renovation wise, is going. Because it's a distraction. It keeps me away from helping people and doing what I'm doing with you. So really, there's a whole life there. There's like three lives. That you're purging. There's three lives. Three lives. And everything I've done for the last three weeks has been documented. Every time I pitched a company for a sponsorship, Starbucks, um, Nordic for the bikes, I've done behind the seats scenes. Like, I'm scared to do this. My Gary V video. Yeah, docu- my, my documentary, Gar- yes. this, man. My Gary V video. I don't want to walk into Gary V and be a guy kissing his ass, even though he's the legend. There's questions I want to ask him, even if I have to interrupt him. There's questions <laughs> that I have to ask him that kids that rode this short bus need to hear. Like so, <sighs> like I think everybody inside has that s- dream. You know what I mean? And it's not a dream. It's like I can listen to the fat. Ian, that's an alcoholic. That's that's an asshole. That that's sleeping in and not playing with his kids. Or I can listen to the the Ian. That's the hero. That's inside my vo- in my head. That says you can go out and do whatever you want. You 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 don't need to play these games. You can go and do whatever you want. And I think the most important thing is we've had conversations about um, potentially relocating to to the states. Um, I have some investment properties. I'm going to be liquidating some of those to put some money in the bank. And, and I'm, I'm going after this shit. I'm not playing around anymore. I'm going straight after it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for the, for the people who are listening, <laughs> that is a massive endeavor to, yeah. to, to sell like your truck, yeah. your tools to sell a couple of your properties yep. to potentially to, to, to move, yeah. not potentially, but to move, yep. to actually go and move to a new country yeah like, well here here's the best part i have a real estate license i'm not even selling the house i'm gonna suspend my real estate license i'm gonna find an agent that's been there to help me i'm gonna say you're gonna sell my house <laughs> no what now we're both recovering realtors yeah like i still have it if i need it but yeah my whole goal with this bus the the, the first time that i that i sat on this exact bus and was sitting with 500 other buses and I, sat, I used to go there with a coffee and say, I just want to sit in the bus. And the guy was I like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> like this, this guy, he's like 60 years old, Jack, 65. He's like, you're, you're nuts. Who are like, you? Like, I'm not selling you a bus. Like, you're out of your mind. What does your wife think about this stuff, right? <laughs> like, he's, like, he's like, I'm not selling. It took me six months. I had to go there, buy him coffee. All right, whatever, kid. All right. And I'd sit there. I felt like he was my dad at, at one point. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I need this bus. And I would sit in the bus with my coffee. And I would sit there for like an hour. And I remember saying to myself, I spent 40 grand on alcohol probably. Oh my right? God. Right? So what if, what if I spent 40 grand on a bus and I prevented one kid from doing something really dumb? What would that mean to me, right? And that's where it all started. It all started with that, if there was Question. one kid 
that was going to do something bad to themselves. And I was the crazy guy that rolled up in this bus. And they prevented, they prevented themselves from doing that. Would it be worth it? What's the cost of that? What, what, what is the value of, of one is... person's life? And that was the deciding factor when, when I came there with the money and, 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 and I bought the bus. And it's still the thing that drives me, right? You, see, you seem to always ask yourself very, very profound questions. Like they seem to just show up for you. I just, I just feel like we're in a, we're out of time where I'm as guilty as everybody else. I'm on my phone all the time at home. Yeah. Like I have, my kids want to talk to me and I'm, I'm, I'm doing text messages and stuff and I just throw that thing in a box somewhere and it's like, what's the most important thing we have on this planet? You know what I mean? If everything went to shit and we have a revolution. Each other. Each other. And I think, I, I don't know where we're heading. But, but I think that the people that are going to win in the future, in business, in life in general, are the people that are going to be giving hope. I think the school system is going to break down and collapse. I think the people that are going to train people and educate people are people like ourselves that, that have been there, done that, and have a passion for helping people. And, and, I, and I, think, I think going all in on, on, on people, on, on empathy, on hope, I read, I read, I read a thing not too long ago. Said no one ever went broke from giving. <laughs> Absolutely. No one ever got broke from from giving, right? And everybody on the outside looking looking in is like that guy's lost his mind. I get text message all the time. Are you out of your mind? And you, and yeah, maybe I fucking am out of my mind. Maybe I am. But at the end of the day, if someone if I walked out here and got hit by a truck, and that was it, I'd be happy. So I I, I would love for you to share. Like, what do you see is happening right now? Like, what? Because you you've been talking, you've yeah. been meeting with so many kids, and you like what what is if you're gonna do like a like a temperature read and and like what what you're noticing overall, like the climate in and what's happening with with these with the youth and if, if like I the can, future or future I, leaders. If I can go back just one step and then tie it in. Okay, yeah. If please. I forget, yeah. Keep, Bring me back to reality, bro. Because yeah, yeah. I'll drift off. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it all started with the manufacturing of this bus. Like I started saying, hey, we're going to be talking to these kids. And then all these guys kept coming up and saying, what you're doing is great, man. The trades people were like, give me like, like we need someone to, to like almost step up and, and say, we're not dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when this event started happening, I went there and I said, listen, I need to get all my bus done. I need these seats in and I need to get the furnace in and I need to get it proper because it, and, and people were just saying, okay. I'm like, well, how much do I owe you? It's free. So what are you talking about? Like AG manufacturing, the guys that created this whole bus that helped me build it. He's like, what? He's like, dude, just do what you do. We're going to donate 1800 bucks. We'll bring it in on Saturday. All the guys in the shop said they're going to be here to help you. They put all the seats in. They took care of it all. So then I go over to Harrington's, which does all the what? maintenance on my truck, does the oil chains and lights, because you need a special garage to do that. It was like 300 bucks. They're like, get out of here. You're not paying us anything. Go. Dude, are I, you fucking I'm not, I, No, I'm serious, me. right? I go to Best Buy because I need a headset because I'm driving around and, my, and, and I, I can't be texting while I'm driving, obviously. And I, I'm not like Gary. I don't have an Uber, right? I, I'm driving a big-ass orange bus. So, <laughs> so, so I go there. I'm like, I need a headset today. And the guy's like, why do you need it so fast? And I'm like, I'm doing it for this at-risk youth. And... He comes out to the bus and he's like, he's like, okay, we're going to figure this out. So I'm in Barry doing a speaking event. He's like, go talk to the manager in Barry. And I need one of these Bose headset. 
and they were like six hundred dollars or something, right? Oh and I'm, I'm putting all this money in myself. Like I've spent about twenty-five to thirty grand in the last um, three weeks, and uh, which is fine. <laughs> Tanya, don't kill me, but but anyways, but I go in there, and he's like, "Yeah, we got this headset," and I'm like, "He's like, he told me what you're doing there, man." I'm like, "Okay, the manager of the store, I think his name is Craig," and he's like, "Just pay us one ninety-nine." I'm like, "What are you talking about? These are six hundred dollars, dude." He's like, "Just pay me one ninety-nine." Like everywhere wow. I go, I go to my local restaurant where I eat every week, and I'm like, dude, this is what I'm doing. I need some food for the road. Take it. It's like what? It's like it's, and it's not. It, it just feels so foreign to me because I'm the guy giving. It's like I give to wow. everybody, and now the universe is like all these doors are opening up. You know, everyone's saying, yeah, we'll open up for you. Yes, we love what you're doing. It's almost like oh. everybody that I've helped in the last 41 years oh is putting their God. hand up, saying, how can we help you get to where you need to go now? I don't. Even, I can't even explain it, and I don't even want to know how it works. But I'm just. I'm grateful. The universe is opening up. It's like, like doors. The world is opening up. You know, up. you want to do a speaking event in Niagara? Okay, no problem. You want to do a speaking event in LA? Yeah, the lady calls me. Let's do a speaking event in LA. So it's like, I'm just saying yes. I'm just saying yes. I don't even think anymore. I'm just like yes. I'll and do it, it. And I think what's important here is there's a massive no to make this yes possible. Oh, yeah. Like you're saying no to the old life. You're saying oh. no to the old businesses. You're saying no yeah. to all those opportunities. I'm no to my comfort zone. Yeah, you're saying no to your comfort zone yeah. to say yes to the possibility of being an, like a huge impact on people's lives this way. And I, and I, people are feeling it. Yeah, it's the way I can relate it is I heard, a, I think it was a video that Will Smith did. I think he did it with Oprah or Ellen or something. And he said, find something that you'll die for and do it. And I, I die for at risk youth. Like literally, I would jump in front of them. I would do that. So oh, to me, it's not. It's not. I don't know. It sounds when I'd listen to podcasts like this before, I would listen to them and say that guy's full of shit, or, or you know what, I can't be like that guy. You you just got to be true to who you are and not care what anyone thinks. Because at the end of the day, we're all gonna like Gary says, we're all gonna die. You know what I mean? We're all gonna die one day. We're all gonna be, whether you're eighty or whether you're twenty. Like, what do you want to, what do you want to do? Like, I got all these people's signatures on this bus. Like, I can't, I can't, so awesome. I can't, I can't even believe like, you know, Robin Black, the MMA guy. Yeah. You know Robin? Yeah. I seen him at the event. I'm like, dude, we got to talk, man. I'm a fan. He's like, let's do an interview. So good. But it's, it's like, I'm bringing all these people's energy to the people that need it. You know what I mean? Like I, lots I, of amazing I, names that I know. On the way back from Colorado, I sat here and I was beating myself up. And Steve's like, go have a sleep, man. Go meditate. You're, you're out of your clue right now. I'm like, all right, dude. So <laughs> I wake up and I look up and I see all these signatures, right? Oh, and I'm like, yeah, just lying I'm down. like, how the hell can I give up now? You know what I mean? How can I give up with all these people spilling their heart on this bus, doing interviews, writing their name on here? How, how can I go home and renovate a freaking house? <laughs> it's it's like you almost needed this massive symbol, like a physical, tangible symbol that you can't miss. Like it's a and this is a scary freaking shit. massive beast of a bus, right? <laughs> and, and it's like so so the 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 question that I was asking earlier Sorry. about like so so you're speaking, you're yes. talking to people, and and one of the things that you're you're noticing it sounds like is just the the amounts of support that's that's showing up now like mm -hmm. doors are opening um and then when you're when you're speaking with the kids and when you're sh showing up for them 
Like, what are you what are you getting from them? Like, what are you noticing about them and their attitudes, it's, their mood, and their outlook on on the future, on themselves, on on life? Like, what do you see? That is the fuel. So, like, if I know I'm not in the right spot, I'll go to one of these these at risk centers and I'll just sit with the kids. And a lot of times, I'm not taking pictures or posting any of that stuff. Like, a lot of times, yeah. I'm just going there because I remember what it's like to be that kid. So. I think the biggest thing for me is when they're on this bus, a lot of them have ADD and they're distracted. They can't sit still for five or 10 minutes, right? Like they can't literally sit still. And I'm like that too. But they're like this, this they're listening to Eminem and they're like, this bus doesn't have enough bass. I'm like, okay, I'll fix that shit. So the <laughs> next day I take it to my auto guy. I'm like, put some more subs in there, put some more amps. I'm just giving them what they want. Wow. So I'm like, you guys play with the music. You guys do what you want to do. This is a safe place for you. And, and I think, the most gratifying thing was there was one one young man he kept asking me questions and questions and questions he's like you're going to come back right wow and, and and that statement sticks with me that statement doesn't leave this brain like it's just like you're going to come back that's why I did it because that's why I'm doing this because I remember what it's like to feel lonely and feel useless and feel like a piece of shit and no one cares about you and you don't fit in and and when he said that that's that's the moment when I said I'm going all in like I still hear his that voice. was the moment that was the moment when I said I'm going all in I said yes I'll be back as I still get emotional about it yeah I can see it like, <laughs> in your eyes man it's just it's it's all that matters right it's I don't know it's it's really it's it's not you can't explain it it's a feeling so what's your vision right now as it is I know it's like you're just jumping into yeah. it and you're like you you're like action first and then we figure it out kind of person, which I am too. Yeah. But like what, what's, what's the vision? Like, what do you, you're going to be speaking, you're going to be touring, you're going to yeah. take the bus around. Like you, you notice I asked Gary the question because I'm, I'm getting a lot of people talk about sponsors and yes. obviously I need, I need, my, my goal isn't to make any money on this. My, 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 my goal is to make sure that I'm the most authentic and real version of who I am. Um, I need some help along the way, but I'm going to craft the speaking thing a bit better. I'm, I'm more emotion than, than structure. Uh, I think emotion is good, but I need a little bit more structure. So I'm working on working with someone to get yeah. my talks a little bit higher. Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to roll up at people's events that will allow me <laughs> because you got to remember I'm a disruptor. Actually roll up. I'm a disruptor, right? It takes big balls for event holders to allow me to come and talk there and then have people come and interview in the bus. Because a lot of times in this industry, people that are on the, the top of the stage, the big cheeses, the big guys, the dudes that everyone wants to come to for answers, their egos get get beat down when some guy rolls up in a short bus and everyone wants just to hang out on a short bus. Ooh. Right? Their egos get... I never thought about that. But I'm a disruptor, right? That's why I don't really belong to a group. That's why, you know, I was with Rain and... Well, and that's so short bus style. It is. Like, like that's I, actually like it's, I don't authentic fit in. Like, to the short bus. I don't fit in. But you imagine the balls it takes for somebody that's built their business around people saying you're the man to allow me to come in and speak and then have their people come on the bus and, 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 and talk about the interviews that maybe they couldn't get, or maybe they don't know how to get, or maybe that's not their thing. It takes a lot of balls. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. No, Philip let me do it, which was awesome. I did it at Hasten Hustle. And I think I can add a lot of value to people that are, that are hosting events because we, we build, there's a community being built around here and it, it brings people together. It brings the best out of people. So I'm looking for people that have big balls that want to build communities that, that will allow me to come in without barriers. And that's why I'm here because Sean, it 
didn't have any barriers. If she put up barriers, it wouldn't happen because I wouldn't have been able to think. Wow, man. So yeah, I just want to add value, man. I just, and you know what? We're doing paid speaking events. We're doing non-paid speaking events. But my, my business is speaking. I think. <laughs> as long as I can get people in here, and we can have great interviews. I'm not even looking at like I have everyone saying, "Let's make a click funnel for this. Let's make a click funnel for that." And I'm like, "Look, I don't want to make a sausage. I don't want to turn people into sausages and pump them out the other side. I want to. I want. I want to build relationships. Yeah, one on one. Amazing, man. So, like, share with us what you are most excited about right now in the next <laughs> in, in the next coming months. Like, what are you what are you working on? What can we look look for from from you? To be honest, I'm I'm the most excited about the introduction of this puppy to my family. To be honest, like that's uh-huh. I I've always wanted a dog, and and just doing things that make me happy, right? And yeah. not not that I'm not happy. It's I'm just stripping away some layers, like you said, peeling the onion back. I'm getting rid of my construction stuff. I'm getting rid of my truck. I'm buying a Jeep. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so that's gonna take some time and I'm shutting, some energy. Yeah, but it'll free you up. It's I'm removing layers. Yeah, I'm just stripping things off that don't serve me or they're not they're, they're not you anymore they're insecurities that i carried around with me f- for a long time yeah i'm the reno guy don't let that go because you'll be nothing without it right i'm the flip guy don't let that go because because people aren't going to know who you are like it's i'm i'm taking off all my clothes bro and i'm standing on the roof of this bus and i'm just saying i'm going for the shit and people either like it or don't like it you know what i mean and that's what i've been doing now i'm going to continue doing that love it man so tell us where we can find you Okay, how so do we, how do we my social you? media how stuff we... is, is a bit of messed up. I've hired someone to help me with Instagram. I've hired someone to help me with Facebook ads. The best way to get me is Short Bus Talks on Facebook and Short Bus Talks on Instagram. Or you can follow me at Ian Zabo on Facebook and send me a message. I'm not using email anymore. I don't use voicemail anymore. My cell phone number has been out to the public, so people can text me if they want. It's 905 905-925-7456. Wow. So yeah, I get a shitload of texts. I get a shitload of phone calls now. But here's the interesting thing. <laughs> to tie this all back together, if I could possibly can. I wrote my first book called From Reynolds to Riches. It was a published book. I did a TV show for HGTV that was going to get green lit with Jocelyn Mercer and Brian Scrone. I bought the rights back from the book. Because I thought this show was going to happen and, and this, this book would sell out. So I took this book out of being published. And now the book's selling for $500, $600 new and not $200 used on, on Amazon. And I'm just, I'm trying to build a deep business, not a big business. So that's one person at a time. I used to, I used to take all that, I'm the author dude, and I would close it in and say, you need to pay me to see me now. And now I'm just doing the opposite. Whoever wants to talk to me, call me. The only thing I can't guarantee is I'm going to get back to you soon. Yeah. Because I'm going to need some VA and... To, to, to go through my phone but the more opportunities I had about being open instead of being closed yeah. I've blown my let mind it in. like I'm getting the CEO of Big Brothers and Sisters text me saying hey can we talk and have a Starbucks I'm getting principals saying hey can you come to my school yeah so tell us like how can we get involved people are listening to this yeah. they're, they're, they're inspired like I'm freaking fired up right yeah. now but they have relationships they have yeah. resources they have connections and they have opportunities for you like let them know what you are looking for I'm, right now yeah. so, I'm, so that we can help you bring this forward like get your yeah. vision i'm i'm forward. looking to speak to as many people as possible i'm looking to do podcasts i'm looking to do interviews i'm looking to do speaking events i'm looking to go to venues that that will allow me to speak and and, and interview entrepreneurs 
that have struggled in school or have learning disabilities, I'm looking at opportunities to go visit more schools and talk to more principals. Um, I just need to be in front of more people that understand who I am. And I want to, I'm, I'm the, how would I say? I'm the connector to hope. So I just want to plug into their business yeah. and give them an injection of hope. I don't want to steal their people. I just want to move on to the next one. I love that, man. <laughs> so if you, so if, if you're listening to this and you are yeah. like, you have a you're, podcast, you're, I'm you're, on it. You're, you have a podcast, you have a platform of, of some sort where Ian can share his message. He can make an impact on yeah. your audience, whether it's live or it's online or whatever. Like, get in touch. Yeah, call me. Get on my cell phone. Text me. Go on Facebook. I won't say no. I'm not saying no. I'm saying yes. So <laughs> if you want me on there, call me because I'll do it. Like, I'm not sure when, and I'm not sure when I'll respond to your text. Don't don't think I hate you. It's just I have a logistical problem right now. But no, if you're doing a podcast, if you're doing a, a thing at a school and you want someone to speak, I'm coming there. I'll, I'll look after you. Dude. Ian, man. I, I like... <laughs> I have to celebrate the fuck out of you. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Seriously. I appreciate it. Because it just, people are listening to this, but it shows. Like, in your face, yeah. in your eyes, like, you are just lit up. Like, I've never seen you lit up before, ever, since since I've known you for, what, maybe, like, 10 years yeah, now? Man. So, like, I celebrate you. Thank I you. acknowledge you for, like, the incredible courage it takes to shed those layers, to say no to something that, you know, quote-unquote, has been working and would have been huge, like could be huge in the future, like risking the success that you were for the possibility of who you could be, the possibility of the difference that you can make. Like, I think that in itself, like everyone needs to celebrate that because if, if you're doing it, then we can do it. Like if it's possible for you, it's possible for us. So, like, thank you for being Thanks, a leader bro. in this, man. Thank you thank for you. Thank being you, a source of information. I, I appreciate your time, man, and it's, it's been an honor to be on your podcast. I've Love been you, watching man. for a long time, and I've wanted to be on, so I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean that. Thanks, man. Hey guys, it's Oliver. Before you take off, just want to give a huge shout out to Ian for hanging out with us on the show and allowing me to spend some time with him on the short bus. It was such a blast to be with him. Always appreciate his honesty, his openness, his willingness to just really be himself. And you can tell from just this conversation that it's taken him a long time to get to the point where he really owns his talents, owns his gifts, and owns his power. And I hope his story and this interview inspires you and gives you permission to do the same. Um, Like he said in the show, he's looking for opportunities to speak and share his message of hope to youth, to entrepreneurs, to the underdogs. So if you have a podcast, if you have an event, please go reach out to Ian. You can find Ian Zabo on Facebook. His last name is spelled S-Z-A-B-O. And make sure to follow what's happening on his page, Short Bus Talks. Go to Facebook and find Short Bus Talks. He has an incredible vlog where he's sharing some of his experiences, things that he's going through, things that he's learning, as well as the interviews that he has in his Short Bus with some amazing guests. You should go check it out. Short Bus Talks on Facebook. And uh, yeah, as always, you can go to olivermanalise.com forward slash show for all of the show notes. Always a huge shout out and thank you to Marlon Manalise for helping set that up. Getting that level of support on that end helps me focus 
on content, on delivery, on getting great guests on here, on improving the production and the quality of our show. And uh, yeah, again, reinvention roadmap happening April 21st and 22nd. I hope you can be there. If you're looking for clarity, direction, confidence in navigating a change in your life, I think it would be a great opportunity for you to invest those two days for your self-growth, your self-discovery, your transformation. You can get more information about it at olivermanalise.com forward slash events. And don't forget to use the promo code inner tribe. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to sign up for my newsletter, Oliver's Picks, go to olivermanalise.com forward slash picks to get the best of the best content that I find will be empowering and act as jet fuel to light you up for the entire month. Go to olivermanalise.com forward slash picks. If you are getting value from this show and it's making an impact on your life, it would be such a great honor if you can share this on social media or share this with somebody that you care about who you think might get value from it and uh, if you feel inspired if you feel like having an impact on me and the show and our guests the best thing for you to do is go to itunes and give us a five-star rating this way it gives the show more visibility and the amazing guests that we bring on get a little bit more visibility and it gets to spread the word about the work and the incredible work that they are doing and I think that is it, folks. If you want to get in touch, I'm pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. You can just find me with my name, Oliver Manalise. I would love to be in touch with you. Send me a private message. Send me a direct message. If you have any feedback about the show, about the podcast, any any requests for guests, anything like that, would love to connect with you. And I think that is all. What a blast it is to be in this conversation with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you all again soon. Take care, guys.